Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 117 of the Social Liability Podcast, the podcast where we discuss those folks in our lives that violate the social contracts that we all agree to live by. I am your host, the Raspberries, with my co-host, the Buck, bringing you new and interesting stories from the far reaches of the interwebs. And this is the early morning edition of the Social Liability Podcast. <laughs> God, you are never, ever, 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 ever doing the intro before 8 a.m. my time ever again. Dude, it's not even 7 yet. Yeah, I've been awake and ready to do this since, like, before 7 my time. I woke up at 6.20 and I was like, hello world, ready to record, I let the dog out, everything was good. Then I'm sitting here in front of the freaking computer monitor, and I'm like, he meant 7 a.m. Central time. Oh. <laughs> I was oh. like, oh. <laughs> I just sat here and watched some YouTube, but man, never again in the morning. Uh, yeah, so we, we are, we are, we typically record around 9 or 10 on Saturday, my time on Saturday, so closer to lunch for you. And it usually works okay, you know, it gives me time to, to roll my butt off the bed because I don't get up out of the bed very quickly nowadays. And, uh, you know, get in the shower and, and get loosened up with the hot water and <laughs> get, get some fluids in me and get moving. But not today. Uh, so my, my oldest has decided that he is really into Airsoft. Now, I want to point out that he's never played with an airsoft gun. He's never been shot with an airsoft gun. <laughs> but he really is into airsoft, and he wants to go to an airsoft field today. And by God, if I'm not taking him, so <laughs> I'm going to take him to get his ass shot up. This That's going to be epic. Oh, man. You know, just just imagining the Razzlet getting pelted by like a hail of airsoft bullets and just looking at you being like never again just like oh i just i know that's not how it's gonna go but that's how i envision it oh it's gonna go one of two ways either one he's going to like just nope right out and walk right out of there or he's gonna get mad and he's going to turn into fucking little Rambo. <laughs> That's uh, either way, man. Either way, I I can't wait. I can't wait to be regaled with the story of how this went. Like I'm on I'm on the edge of my seat. But, you know, what what do we what do we got this week from the Gallery of Rogues, man? What 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 are we looking at? Well, we're going to get there, uh, Buck. I I, I just <laughs> it's funny cuz I just realized you know, on, if you're watching the video version of the podcast, uh, we have little little, little chibis of uh, us in the corners, and uh, I, I never changed it from last week when it had um, it had our friend Blue Duck Gold Duck sitting in. So I got to change that now. Now we have now we have the Buck Chibi back on there. So I had to change that real quick. Oh my gosh, you can't get Buck or Duck right. Hey, I, at least I said the name right. Our first story, though, comes from Yahoo News. And it comes from Yahoo News because... Uh, do you have a subscription to the Tampa Free Press? Or the Tampa Bay... Uh, whatever it is. 
There, no, but I, but I, but I am an avid, like, looker at Reddit, and that's where. Well, see, so you send I me find... these. There's this Tampa Bay newspaper. You send me stuff from all the time, and I can't open them because I don't have a subscription. <laughs> so I had to go search for the story oh. elsewhere. But I did find it. And this is coming from Yahoo News, which I'm assuming is just an Associated Press article, but. Nope, nope, nope. Actually, I'm reading it right now. It's the Tampa Bay Times article. I guess Yahoo News picked it up. Four men are accused of dressing up like cops while robbing and shooting people who were believed to be drug dealers, including Hillsborough and Pasco counties, according to the U.S. Uh, Attorney's Office for the Middle District of Florida. The men were indicted by a federal grand jury in April and faced charges of conspiracy, interference with commerce by robbery, and using, carrying, and brandishing a firearm during the during and in relation to a crime of violence according to the indictment they could face life in federal prison <laughs> oh jeez sorry i'm it, it's this morning crap man <laughs> i'm not going to make it <laughs> the men, the men charged are Reginald Roberts and Nathaniel Keith Carr both of Lakeland Daniel Jackson and Winter of Winterhaven, and Kershaw D. Earl Butler of Bartrell. These are like the whitest names ever. <laughs> From December of 2020 to April of 2021, the men committed at least five armed robberies, including two in uh, Zyphris, Zafrilis, I'm not sure, and other parts of Plant City, Lakeland, and Cape Coral. Three of the robberies resulted in shootings, according to the U.S. Attorney's Office, though it wasn't immediately clear if anyone was injured in the shootings. The men targeted people who were believed to be drug dealers, authorities said. The men wore black gloves, masks, and clothing with law enforcement insignia, vests, and uh, sheriff on them, according to the U.S. Attorney's Office. They also drove black Dodge Durangos and white Chevy Malibus that had blue lights and sirens during some of the robberies. According to the indictment, the men robbed people of money, narcotics, jewelry, iPhones, and a firearm at the victims' homes. The FBI led the investigation with the assistance of the Florida Highway Patrol, the Hillsborough and Pasco County Sheriff's Office, and other law enforcement agencies. Each of the men faces a mandatory minimum, including 31 years in federal prison for Roberts and Butler, 24 year, years for Jackson, and 14 for Carr. Uh, Butler and Carr's first court appearance took place Thursday. Jackson and Roberts will have their first court, court appearance on June 7th. I'm sorry. It sounds like a public service. <laughs> I was just thinking like some real Robin Hood stuff, man. I'm like, wow. Uh, yeah, it's... But, uh, you know, but still, man, they're they're impersonating cops and shit like that. Like, And they could be wrong. They could. They, maybe they're not drug dealers. Maybe they're just drug enthusiasts <laughs> yeah i'm believed to be drug dealers i believe was how the article put it they believed them to be drug dealers so you know it's it, uh, armed robbery is still armed robbery uh, yeah i mean it, it, it's not immediately clear if someone was shot or not well i mean let's let's face reality here if they were actually drug dealers <laughs> i'm actually surprised we knew it happened you know, what are you going to do? Come up, hey, we just got jacked by some fake cops. Well, who are you? Well, we're the local neighborhood drug dealers. <laughs> that's, the, I think that's why the victims were, were selected. Oh, you absolutely. Know, like, 
like the very fact that I got to give them points for such an elaborate scheme means that they get a four. I mean, like that that in itself, just the fact that I they, that I kind of tip my hat the ingenuity of of this uh, of this heist. Like, I I guarantee you, the only reason they didn't get away with it is because they got greedy, or they talked about it. That yeah, greedy or proud. Yep, that, those are your two. Yep. Uh, those are the two Achilles heels of all crime, really. <laughs> yeah, you know. I'd like to say that I knew some good criminals, but the second you begin to work in a jail, you no longer know or associate with anybody who's a good criminal because good criminals don't really get caught. So, you know, it's just, I'd, I'd like to, you know, I just, I don't know. I don't even remember so, where I was going with that. Who knows? Move along. So here's here's the thing. We all get the uh, the scam phone calls, uh, scam emails. Jesus Christ! Did you just punch your microphone? I just hit the uh, I hit the noise filter. Sorry, <laughs> but it must have been where all the damn noise was stored up, man. It sounded like it cracked pretty good. Sorry about that. So we all get these crank phone not crank phone calls I'm sorry the uh, the scam phone calls scam emails and they work or they wouldn't be or people wouldn't do them did you just bust ass no that's my seat cushion it's <laughs> you're like Mike is on like super today <laughs> that's because last week it sucked <laughs> anyway I'm gonna try for <laughs> we'll try for the fourth time to tell this um, the reason it works is because it actually preys more on the elderly than anything because they're not really, you know, hip to the latest trends in, in the way things work. And the other reason is, too, is when it does happen, they're oftentimes too ashamed to report it. Uh, most of the time when you hear about the, you know, this person got scammed out of this, that's one in, like, 50. I mean, they don't they don't report them. So, you know, by, by going through this, even if the people did figure out they weren't cops, which I'm sure they did when they... Got, got let go and all their shit was gone. Uh, who are they going to report it to? I mean, it's like the it, it's like it, I'm trying. There's an analogy I was going to use and I'm not going to use it. I just realized how much of a can how much I'll get canceled if I do mention that one. But you know, if you're a criminal and you're a victim of a crime, who do you report it to? <laughs> not the cops. You know, no man, because you got to take the walk of shame and be a snitch. Like, the second you go to the cops in the criminal world, man, you're a freaking snitch. Doesn't even matter if you ask a cop what time it is. If you're a criminal and they see you talking to a cop, you're a snitch. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, straight up honest, there was inmates I didn't like. I'd make it a point to have conversations with them. Pleasant conversations. I'd go to their cells and have conversations with them. Ah. <laughs> uh. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. No, no, I'm I'm actually like sighing and shaking my head because you legit did that. That's just, <laughs> like Oh man, you had your own like homing douche missile. <laughs> you were like <laughs> Well, you just like uh, you really did. But do do you agree or not, man? It, it, these guys settle up for a four. I mean, like, uh, yeah. What, what do you think? I mean, we, we, as far as we know, no one was actually shot. 
and uh, I, I kind of like the idea of criminals policing criminals, <laughs> but you know, you got to give them the four because they might not have been right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like impersonating police to that degree, getting getting like vehicle blue lights. I mean, like they've been at this a while. Like somebody, somebody put ink to paper, had a clipboard. Like somebody, somebody really put some elbow grease in this scheme here. Like that's we're not dealing with like you know trailer, mobile home, you know regular folk in Florida. Like these, these are some very talented. Florida, Florida, Florida. Our next story yeah. comes from GameRant.com. Not one of our usuals, but let's go with this. Burger King employee arrested for stealing Pokemon cards. Yes, indeedy. Although many fads have come and gone in the blink of an eye, Pokemon is here to stay. The series has seen highs and lows, but has remained a big part of pop culture since it took over the world in the late 1990s. Pokemon cards have remained a popular pastime as well, but recently Pokemon cards have seen an increase in popularity as streamers open sealed decks and rare cards become even rarer. This has led to an increase in value and unfortunately a rise in Pokemon card-related crime as well. The most recent example comes from uh, Pinellas Park, Florida. My God, they're all Florida today. Uh, Where a Burger King employee has been arrested for the theft of Pokemon cards. To be clear, this isn't related to the Burger King uh, Pokemon card giveaway of any kind. Rather, the employee stole the cards from a Walmart. Why does it have to mention the Burger King? Uh, Brandon, I'm not even going to try to pronounce that last name. The accused walked out of a Walmart with packs of Pokemon cards in his pockets and backpack. The CCTV footage taken from the store led to his arrest, and it was determined he had stolen $149.72 worth of Pokemon cards. That's actually pretty easy to do, let me tell you. Uh, an Elite Trainer box, they, they go for over 100 bucks in themselves. Uh, the man has since been charged with retail theft, for which the punishment can range from 16 months in prison uh, to fines of four hundred dollars. I've always you've ever noticed that when they have like sixteen months in prison or a fine up to four hundred dollars, that seems a little disproportionate. Like, it really it, does. It really does. Um, whether or not the law will pursue punishment going uh, that far is unknown for now. At just under one hundred and fifty dollars worth of cards, it's a far cry from some of the other Pokemon card thefts recently, like uh, the one that stole. $250,000 worth of cards from a collectible shop. Pokemon card thefts and general misbehavior surrounding the sales of cards have become a major problem uh, lately all over the place. The stores like Target have had to remove cards from their shelves in the past, while at least one theft uh, has been one thief rather has been shot. In a disturbing trend, especially when you consider that it revolves around a kid-safe card game. And unfortunately, crime and, po- and Pokemon have made it news before, as mobile game Pokemon Go has seen many crimes committed since its release, ranging from people driving while distracted to players being injured or killed by criminals while trying to play a game. Okay, so th- this story is like all over the place, and the writers should be ashamed of themselves. Like Burger King employee well, arrested for stealing Pokemon cards. It had nothing to do with Burger King at all. Like nothing, not one iota, other than the fact the guy worked at Burger King. It, the crime didn't happen at Burger King, and it had nothing happened to do with Burger King. Why did you have to bring Burger King into this? Right, and another thing is that wasn't Pokemon invented when we were kids? Well, yeah, in the nineties. Yeah, late nineties. Yeah, 
So, you know, I have a real problem with them asserting that it's a kid's card game. You know, it's hey, like, I've, I've played I'm sorry, dude, man. dude, like kids, I... kids grow up, man. Kids grow up and then they 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 carry their their love and their ambition for certain things into adulthood. Like, wouldn't it make sense that, you know, maybe some disgruntled and disturbed are also pro Pokemon? Yeah, like three years ago, I, I played at the Pokemon World Championships. <laughs> right. But see, you know, you know, like, what are you guilty of there? Following your dream? Like, go ahead, man. How many, how many other people, how many other people, like, can even have the means to... To pursue that kind of kind of recreation, like calling it a kids' game, that's a real slap in the fucking face. So my, I don't, I my, don't, I don't my, both I don't my kids, both my kids got into it, and I actually didn't get into it until later in life. I played the video games, uh, 1995, and they say late 90s. It was 1995 when Pokemon uh, in the United States, Red and Blue, came out for the Game Boy, and you know I, I played it then, and I played a couple of the other games, but I never got into the card game until later in life when my my kids decided they wanted to do it. And there was no league. So it's like, well, I guess I need to become an event organizer and then learn how to become a judge so that I can start my own league so my kids have a place to play. <laughs> uh, shout out to Four Corners Comics and Games in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania for that opportunity, by the way. Uh, since then, I've actually gone... I, I've been flown to different places to be judges at Pokemon tournaments. Um, I did. That was quite quite the thing in my life there for quite a while, but... Uh, you know, I haven't, it, with COVID, everything kind of went bleh. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, just the very fact that there's a world tournament for it, you know, makes it really not that much of a kid's game anymore. Uh, there's, there's divisions. You know? There's actually divisions. There's the juniors, the seniors, and the masters division. Uh, my kids, when they, when they, we, we, all three of us went to worlds. Um, they played in the juniors division. I played in the masters division. My oldest right now, he's not involved in it anymore, and I kind of wish he was because he'd fall into the seniors division. And it's it's funny because the seniors division is the smallest. It is you know the kids they, they they're they're really big into it when they're young. Then when they hit that teenager, you know they, they all of a sudden don't want to do it anymore, so that the division shrinks to to minimal size. And then once they get back into adulthood, they get back into it in the masters. Because uh, it's just not cool when you're a teenager, <laughs> but but it's so the, the the field is so small that if you're actually a competitive player, that he could go far. <laughs> you know, I almost got really offended there when you said it wasn't cool as a teenager because I was going to be like, uh, I played Star Trek the card game, I played Magic the card game, but then again, I was not cool either. So I was like. <laughs> I was like, I think I'm going to die on that hill. <laughs> like, so, I'm not going to go there. So here's the thing. This is a petty retail theft. Um, I, I do think it's, I, I, you know, I had another podcast. It was a Pokemon centric podcast. It was the Mount Moon Review. I did it with Blue Duck, Gold Duck. Uh, and, you know, that we talked a lot about the thefts that were occurring back when they were first kicking off. And it, the thefts are one thing. Would you stop with the chair? It sounds like you're busting ass. Uh, and, uh, I'm so sorry, man. I'm sorry. I'll stop. You stop. So, but the, the scalpers are the, the thing that really pissed me off. Because there was people scalping the cards like you wouldn't believe. They would go out and, and stalk the delivery drivers and, and, you know, 
buy up every single thing in a store so that you know kids couldn't get involved well here's your thing folks if there's nobody getting involved in a hobby the hobby dies so if kids can't get the cards they're not going to be interested in it anymore the hobby's going to die and the value of everything's going to tank so that's probably not the brightest idea in the world this guy on the other hand he's stealing that's just straight up you know he's, he's just stealing the stuff uh probably hoping to flip some stuff for a quick buck um and and that's a liability of itself and i'll, I'll give him a solid to any day of the week but i i think the, i think sarah fields the author of this article needs at least a three for being a shit stick clickbait artist what the hell did burger king have to do with this and you know it, it's this whole big thing about you know talking about all this crime revolving around pokemon no it, it's there's other games out there there's ingress there's there's a Hogwarts game. There's a Jurassic Park game. They're all based on the same concept for the mobile game. People are doing the same shit. Just Pokemon has the biggest IP. By the way, that is the most valuable intellectual property in on the fucking planet, by the way. So, of course, you're going to, oh, let's pick on that. Uh, I, I think the article is just shit. My opinion. Hey, either way, I'll co-sign that. All right, Buck, we're back with our first story. It's from CNN.com. A South Carolina man died from a heart problem while burying the woman he strangled. <laughs> Karma! <laughs> a 60-year-old man strangled a woman and tried to bury her in the backyard of a South Carolina home, but had a cardiac event in the process of covering the pit and died. This is all according to a news release from the Edgefield County Sheriff's Office. Deputies responded to the home in Trenton on Saturday morning for calls of an unresponsive man lying in his yard. Deputies identified that Joseph McKinnon, who had no signs of trauma and natural causes were suspected. <laughs> As deputies notified the next account, a second body was found in the freshly dug pit. <laughs> Officials identified those remains of Patricia Dent, 65, who also lived at the home. Dent appeared to have died by foul play, the release said. An investigation led deputies to believe that McKinnon attacked Dent inside the home. Uh, deputies said that McKinnon then bound and wrapped her in trash bags before putting her in the previously dug pit in the yard. While he was covering the pit, McKinnon had a cardiac event that caused his death. The Edgeville County Coroner's Office ruled McKinnon's cause of death to be natural causes. Dent's death was due to strangulation. Trent is about 25 miles north of Augusta, Georgia. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wowza, wowza, wowza. I mean, karma at its finest. I mean, really. Yeah. Karma deals justice indiscriminately among the masses. Uh, you know, this this uh, this article was actually put in our uh, group chat by Sadar, and immediately after was uh, Felt Face Randy going, Karma! <laughs> I just couldn't help myself. <laughs> So, oh man, yeah. how do you feel if you're the EMTs? You show up on the scene, you're like, oh, oh yeah, he's dead. Okay, hey, look, <laughs> what's all those trash bags on the ground? Is that a foot? <laughs> yeah, I, I never did EMT work, man. Like, what, what would, what would your rea your reaction? You, you have prior EMT experience, dude. Like, I still, am what an would EMT. you? Well, I'm, but you know what I mean. Like, the thing is, is you know, what would your what would your gut reaction be responding to that act? Um, 
if you want the dead honest truth, uh, it, it probably wouldn't be something you'd want to see. And I say that because EMTs tend to have dark humor. Um, it's a coping mechanism because you do, you see some of the most heinous stuff that most people would be traumatized to see. Uh, and you, you end up making jokes a lot of times and it's, it's, it sounds horrible. You know, you, you hear about lawsuits, everyone, this person being uncaring and everything like that. It's, it's not that it's just that if they wore their heart in their sleeve, they would, they would, they would have an emotional breakdown. Uh, it's some of the stuff that you, you, you witness as an EMT are things you'll carry with you for the rest of your life. Uh, I'm not going to tell any of those stories right now because there is some of them that I, I still to this day am very disturbed by. Um, at the same time, I've come home from people uh, that I've known aspirating on chili after having, um, after Odin and uh, went right back to bed and slept like a baby. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's a weird thing. So if, if I came up on the scene like that, uh, I'd be like, Okay, well let's let's this guy's dead. Let's go ahead and call medical command so we don't have to transport or anything like that and get a coroner out here. Cool, we don't have to do paperwork. This is awesome. Oh shit, what's that? <laughs> then I'd be more mad that now I have to to uh, fill out paperwork and be the um, part of the investigation and possibly have to testify in court because it's a crime scene. <laughs> so your reaction would be like foiled. Ah. <laughs> I'd probably be like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, like, I get that, though, man. Like, you know, we've, we've responded to, to things inside the uh, inside the jail same way. It's like you get there and you're like, I actually have to bring ink and paper into this. <laughs> oh, my. You look at it and you're just like, this is either just so stupid or so honestly messed up. Because, you know, inside a prison, you know, inside a jail, it, it happens the same way. You know, you either get something at a 1, or you can get all the way up to an 11. So, yeah. I, I you know, I mean, I'm going to give Dead Dude a 5. you got to give him a 5. He killed somebody. I mean, that's just, that's just all there is to it. Right. Karma gets a negative 0. So... Buck, <laughs> um, we got a, a story here that isn't going to be found anywhere in the press. It's it's I don't want to say it's an exclusive, but it it, it is definitely um, limited as to who knows about it. Uh, this has been provided to us by a friend of the show, Guido Finelli. Oh yeah, man, Guido Finelli. <laughs> For those of you that are not aware, this is one of our favorite topics on the show. Uh, Guido runs a website called rentahitman.com. And he uh, gets contact from people trying to hire hitmen. And he, he works with local law enforcement to make sure that people don't actually succeed in hiring an assassin. And, uh, you know, turns everything over. And he's pro- so many people have been prosecuted uh from contacting him and some people have gotten help that they've needed. He's actually pretty good about that as well. Um, but here, here's a, here's what he's, here's what he provided. This is never a, there is never a dull moment at the rent a hitman headquarters. Recently, the website received a service request form submitted by a disgruntled female somewhere in the Midwest. For the sake of this post, we'll just call her Charlene. 
Charlene was adamant about having another woman murdered and burned for reasons for which I'm not exactly clear. However, there may have been something to do with stalking a failed threesome in an Airbnb unit. <laughs> First, Charlene was very secretive about providing her alleged target's name, address, and rightfully so. You never know who you can trust online anymore. <laughs> Over the next several days, Charlene raged on and sent a dozen more emails from her T-Mobile device and provided all over all the information for her target. She was clearly upset and felt that having a hitman commit murder and burn the body was the best course of action. It did take a few days to extract all the information needed from Charlene, but once it was verified, it was time to submit the information to one of our 17,985 U.S.-based operatives to execute Charlene's heinous plan. In case you're, not, you're, you're unaware, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that is the number of law enforcement agencies in the United States, but I'm not positive. <laughs> uh, she, Charlene was willing to expedite her service request. She even tried to set up a meeting location with the field operator to facilitate her request. She was adamant about receiving her free consultation. <laughs> After after sourcing the job out, I can say without a doubt she won't be disappointed with our service because we hooked her up with one of our best field operatives. After all, providing excellent customer service, and most importantly, we aim to please. <laughs> so it obviously hasn't been prosecuted yet, so we can't give us more details publicly. Um, but I absolutely love Guido's. <laughs> I love the stories we get from Guido. Uh, any, if you look at this website for any length of time, it's obviously satire. It's obviously satire. But people, again, like I said at the beginning of the show, when we talk about scam phone calls and emails. Oh, it, yeah, man. The dumbest people are the ones that are going to do it. <laughs> there really is a sucker born every single day. You know, uh, uh, first off, I want to personally thank Guido for for submitting that. I mean, you know, he's just he's probably one of our best freaking assets, man. You know, for material and content. I mean, other than the because... Tampa, it's Guido Finelli and the Tampa Free Press. I mean, those are right there. That's the the crux of the show. <laughs> like somebody should get a fruit basket. I think we ought to send it an edible arrangement. <laughs> like nothing says nothing says thank you like pineapple on a stick. But no, I <laughs> nothing says but, I want that on a t shirt. <laughs> so now we have two t shirts we're gonna make. We're gonna make nothing says thank you like pineapple on a stick and a shark's gonna shark. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know what? There's I, I think we can I think we make more on merch than we would on listens. <laughs> I really do, but definitely true. But, but no, man, Guido, Guido, just he doesn't disappoint, man. Thank you so much for that, man. Because whoa, 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 I, I, there's just a lot to unpack there in such a little, in such a little bit, in such a little article. Like the best field operative, <laughs> the best. Oh. Like and but, he's but, but now, else... now, now for anybody just 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 as a just as a just letting everybody know here, there are international operatives as well. There are 
and this is clearly depicted on the website. So for those who who have a nefarious stripe in their in their uh, in their day, don't don't hesitate to reach out to the uh, to the good folks at Rent a Hitman. They'll take good care of you. Good care. I mean, it, in all seriousness, you know how many lives this man has probably saved. In, in seriousness, seriously, uh, every time, time he's turned one of these in, these are people legitimately tried to hire someone to kill another human being. These aren't just like people joking. These are like honest to god people that have attempted to have a murder committed, and he's he's stopped how many at this point? I mean, dozens upon dozens. So I mean, dude's doing a great public service. You know, for a second I thought you were looking for a real number from me, and I was trying. <laughs> I was trying like hell. I was like, how do I give you a real number without being an idiot? Overflattering or completely like just really tanging Guido, who's been so great to us. <laughs> so I'm glad I'm glad you didn't expect like a realistic figure there, because I I can tell you it was only going to be like maybe three or four digits. <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, well, we're gonna get. What her- are we gonna score, Charlene? We're we gonna give Charlene at least a well. I gotta give her a five. She tried to kill a human being. Let's just go with that. I'm I'm fine with that. Good. That being said, folks, that's going to bring us to the end of another episode of the Social Liability Podcast. If you like what you hear, make sure you subscribe, make sure you tell a friend, and make sure you check out our YouTube channel if you just search for Social Liability Podcast. I'm sure you'll find us. <laughs> that being said, folks, I'm the Razz Greasy, he's the Buck Grendel. We'll see you on the next episode of the Social Liability Podcast. <laughs>